Hi, I'm John Kane. This podcast is about old people having fun. Today I'm interviewing Marvin Stolt. Marvin is 70 years old, and I don't know any person, any age, who has more fun with their life than Marvin Stolt. I saw Marvin the first time, it was about 10 years ago, performing at a club in Iowa City, and uh, I was just blown away, uh, not only by the quality of his voice, but what made the night most memorable to me was just every, he had everybody in the bar laughing and just having a great time. Uh, right now, Marvin, unfortunately, is over 1,300 miles away from me, so we're going to have to do this by phone, and hopefully, I have him on the phone now. Marvin, are you there? I am here. Great. First of all, thanks Good to for... talk to you again. <laughs> yeah. How's the weather down there in, in uh, Sarasota? It's been like 85 and sunny for the last two months. It's been really good. Great winter. Well, I just finished shoveling uh, about six inches of snow here. So <laughs> I uh, I hate to hear don't how miss, nice you have it down there. I don't miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marvin, before we get into the details of this wandering menstrual life you lead... Um, I'd like you to go back in time, if you would, and tell us how this all got started. Boy, you know, I've always been, you know, personable talking to people and everything. It runs in the family. And uh, when I got out of high school, I wanted to be a disc jockey. I just wanted to sit in a room and play records all day. And then I wound up playing in bands and stuff. And I was uh, like a singer to start with. Then I needed drummers, so... I wound up playing drums. My dad played little drums and stuff. Everybody in the family plays a little something. So I, I wound up playing drums, and then uh, it just you know progressed from there. Yeah. And did you ever have like a regular job? Yeah, <laughs> a real job. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've I've dabbled in real work in the real world. I, I try to stay away from it. It's you know, not exactly my cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm pretty dyslexic, pretty ADD, and we didn't have those words back when I was in school. I just I just was a sucky student. So you know, um, uh, it, it just works for me. You know, I, I like to go out and have a good time. Most of my schooling, I spent looking out the window instead of paying attention to what was going on. I just needed to be out doing something and going, you know. So, well, I, I heard a story through one of your kids, Pete, I believe, mm. <laughs> about when you were a little toddler at a funeral. And I don't remember whose funeral it was, but you, oh. you were small fry, and you were out, unbeknownst to everybody else, out welcoming everybody, shaking people's hands <laughs> as they personable, came. you know, yeah. Not shy. <laughs> uh, my, my grandfather had a bar, and we used to, uh, uh, he, he would set me on the end of the bar, and I would uh-huh. stir the drinks with the straws for him. And then he would take the drinks down. He goes, my grand, my grandson stirred that for you. And at the funeral, I was going, Grandpa, let's get out of here. This isn't much fun. Let's go stir. I want to go stir. <laughs> Probably a lot more fun. Yeah, fortunately, none of us wound up in stir, so, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Well, I had bands in high school that I played yeah. with and stuff, and then uh, my parents brought home a piano player said they had a, a, a little show band that played lounges around Rockford, Illinois, and they hired me to play with them. And uh, they had a Cuban dr- drummer that had no rhythm, so they hired me. I don't know how that worked out. But <laughs> you had rhythm. I guess. Yeah. It's worked out. I've been playing drums now for 51 years. Wow. Next month will be 52. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the guitar thing didn't start till about 20 years ago. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You yeah. play a really good guitar. Oh, thanks. Huh. It's fun. It's, yeah. And that's where the money's at right now. Little lounge acts, you know, smaller, well, smaller, cheaper, quieter. Yeah, acts. and that's what I was going to ask. When did you, because you're, you're kind of a, a one-man show, uh, uh, a men, traveling minstrel. Yeah. When did that 
start? Uh, yeah, probably about 15, 20 years ago. Huh. Yeah, I, I decided to make a change. You know, you got to uh, reinvent yourself every now and then. So I started doing that, you know. And you could, uh, I had some friends that did that. And they said, you ought to do this. This is where the money's at. You'll, you'll be making more money. And it turned out they were right, you know. Why Why is it you're making more money? What's the... Well, it's just you. You're, oh, you're so not, you don't have to split up the money. The, the clubs will hire you because they don't have to come up with a lot of money. I and see. Uh, because I... I had already learned to talk to people and, and well, you know, you have to know how to read the crowd and stuff like that. Right. And then the, uh, the, the singing and all that, you know, tell jokes and, and right. uh, it, it just worked out naturally. All I had to do was learn how to play some guitar and everything else is, you know. So how covered. did you learn? Did you just self-taught guitar? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I've had a lot of friends give me a lot of advice. Right. Some of them were just like, put the guitar away and walk away. <laughs> but a lot of a lot of guys uh, were like, well, if you do this or you do that, you know, you can get this. And, right. and they'll show me different chord structures and stuff that uh, in my tuning, it works out okay and stuff. So, Well, one of your jobs that I thought sounded great in your career was um, another thing I heard through your kids, too, was um, you were on a cruise ship mm. for a while, right? What? When was that and what was that like? That was back 36 years ago. It was before Noelle was born, my daughter. Uh, and uh, I, I had uh, a band. We, we went from Wisconsin. It used to be you could hook up with agents and book yourself across the country, and they would pass you from one agent to another. And you'd play clubs and Holiday Inns and Marriott's and stuff like that. We wound up in St. Pete, Florida. And I, I kept calling these agents that they turned me on to. And the guy said, well, can you leave next week? Because we got a cruise ship that's going out and needs a, a, a band. Huh. And it was for uh, it was the precursor to the Disney Cruise Lines. Huh. It was uh, Premier Cruise Lines. And a uh, lovely little ship. Only, only held 800 passengers and stuff. And uh, went out there and, and did, uh, I think we did like a month, you know, of shows and stuff. And two weeks or uh, two and three no, it was three and four uh, day cruises. We'd go oh. out and do the Bahamas and little stuff, you know. We did a Christmas cruise of seven days and went went to Jamaica and we went to uh, the Grand Caymans and Key West and uh, the Bahamas. So it was fun. And so did you get to get off on the stops and stuff? Well, yeah, when you stop in port, you get to get out and uh, get wow. off and go do stuff. Wow. But uh, it was like, yeah, it's a floating hotel you can't check out of. So you just, you're always there and cruising around. And we worked like six nights a week. And uh, we got to meet some interesting people, the Smothers Brothers. And, oh, wow. Uh, and, um, Were they performing or they just happened to be Yeah, talkers? Yeah, the, wow. uh, Henny Youngman was there. Wow. I got to talk to him quite a bit. He he liked my, my son, Pete, and because uh, uh, he was always asking questions. And he had no idea who Henny Youngman was, you know. <laughs> and most of the people on the cruises, the cruises they is say, Is that the guy, take my wife, please? Please, that's the guy. <laughs> timing is everything. Yeah, uh, I, I, I screwed up the timing. <laughs> he... he um, uh, they say on cruise ships you're either coming or going, you know. And and his he was he was like 81 or 86 at the time. Wow! And he would do a, a battery of jokes, and then he would repeat one, and he would just stand there and look at the crowd, and they would look at him like, oh, the poor guy forgot he'd already done that joke. And he's like, nope, just giving you time to catch up, because he would just hit him, hit him, hit him. It was great. Kind of like Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So wh where did you learn your? Uh, I love your singing, but. I think my favorite thing is just the way you entertain the crowd. You know, you have everybody laughing. Where did you learn that patter? And that, uh... Just watching Johnny Carson show uh. every night with my mom. Uh. You know, we watch TV a lot, you know. Uh. And uh, I watched that show, and you kind of, I just kind of picked up timing for doing jokes and stuff like that from that. Yeah. And it's weird, because I can remember jokes all day, 
all the time, but I can't tell you what my insurance policy covers. I, I'm lucky I can remember my address. You know, that is amazing. I have it sewed into my underwear. <laughs> right, take me here. <laughs> well, you're going to have to put several addresses in your underwear. You have a place in Sarasota, a place in Wisconsin, uh, and when you're not in one of those places, you're living out of your RV somewhere, uh, which is one of the things that that intrigues me the most about your life you know that you wander around and uh and seem to always have a good time wherever you're at i was wondering could you just give people a feel for what your life's like could you describe uh what an average year in your life was like you know especially these last few years or or so yeah i'm I'm just real lucky i get to live in the places i really like to live in and i get to travel and and do what I do for a living while I'm traveling. You know, I'm kind of like Woody Guthrie with better equipment. Um, <laughs> instead of riding the rails, I'm driving the bus. You know, right? And uh, yeah, I live in Manaqua in the summer. I'm up there from May till the beginning of November, or big about the beginning of October, and then I uh, go on the road and I, I play for now, wait, a month and or so. Before you move on, could you describe that place? You have a you're right on the lake right there with like a. A hot tub and yeah, Manaqua, Wisconsin is a real destination up in Wisconsin. We're sixty-five miles south of Lake Superior, and my great-great-grandparents uh, built that cottage that I live in in uh, 1912. It's a three-family wow. split now between my cousins and myself, and uh, I, I can park my motor home out there. And uh, it's it's nice. Sometimes I go to work by boat, you know, which is, <laughs> is interesting. Haven't you actually 62. had some shows? During the COVID thing, right outside down there on the on the lake area. Yeah, when I talked earlier about reinventing yourself, when stuff like this happens, uh, you have to reinvent. You have to figure out, you know, how am I going to make a buck? So you, you uh, uh, when when the COVID uh, shutdown came, I, I sat out on my pier on Sundays, and every this uh, on Sundays, if the weather's nice, everybody's out, you know, cruising around the lake, and uh, so I called it Pier Pressure Sunday. <laughs> And I'd I'd be out there, and I I had a rowboat, and I put you know that was my tip jar, and people would put money in <laughs> bottles, and they would throw it into the uh, rowboat, and kids would you know swim uh, from their mom and dad's boat up to my uh, pier, and they'd put you know um, a soggy bill in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, and you know. Uh, it was a lot of fun. People kept coming out and doing it. And uh, the, the town was really nice about helping me out at that time. You know, it, was a, it gave them something to do, uh, you know, to cruise around and, and see what was happening. And then uh, I'd be out there playing most of their favorite stuff, you know. Right. So it was a good time. Yeah. No, I'm sure they, they, they like that. It gives people a reason to show up. Yeah. Something to do. Because, you know, the best thing you could do during the COVID lockdown was be on a boat away from everybody oh, yeah. else. You're outdoors, you're safe, you were fairly safe as far as we knew at that time. Yeah. And uh, it was all good. Yeah. Okay, so the, you're, you stay there through the summer to what, like uh, September, October or something? Or Yeah, the uh, beginning of October I take off because it starts to get inclement. Right. I was raised in, in uh, around the Chicago area, and uh, I never knew you could get, I never thought about getting out of the weather, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, when I found out you could, I said, yeah, well, this is a good idea. I'll just do that. <laughs> and I've been lucky to be able to pull that off. Uh, so I, I'm there till October. We do a thing at the end of the uh, summer up there called Beefarama. The whole town gets out and they cook uh, roasts in front of their house or in front of their uh, businesses. And people come out and there's bands up and down the street. And uh, I was just on television because of that. Uh, ah. 
the, the, you know, it was one of the things, you know, come to Monaco for the summer and see this stuff going on. And yep. I'm sure people look at it, shake their heads and go, well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing, uh, I think it was on YouTube, uh, a bunch of people <laughs> where you're performing up there and they all had Marvin uh, nose and glasses and mustache on, you know, kind of a Groucho oh, Marx yeah. thing. <laughs> Groucho Marx thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people have done that. It's kind of like my logo, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, they, you know, and I sell Marvin shirts. You know, it's mostly just for advertisement. I don't think I ever made a dime on it. But uh, people, you know, I do a different saying every year with the Marvin logo on it, right. the Marvin guy doing something. Yeah. And uh, I get comments yeah, they, on mine around here. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of a new saying for this summer. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll have the, you know some of those shipped down so I can uh, sell them on the way up. And, you know, that's how I get jobs on the way up and on the way back. I just keep passing out cards. and people. So, uh, so in route between Florida and Wisconsin, well, first of all, you stop by Iowa City, right? Because you got two kids right? living here. It, it gives me a chance to see my kids. I do a little RV camping because I'm old. I get in the, at national parks for nothing. And then I got to pay for lights and water. But, you know, I'm going to be doing 10, 10 days in Iowa City at the park there oh. and where else can you live for $99 uh, for 10 days, you know? Yeah. And that's how I first saw you. You were here, uh, visiting your kids and right. picked up uh, a job and, yep, uh, we got to do a little hanging out up there. Right. Yeah. I, the thing I, one of the things I remember is that you were partying down with everybody after the show and I went home and was just drank too much, exhausted Talk to you the next day. You had been up early in the morning and played around at golf already. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you got to keep moving. <laughs> I, I think you f you forget how old you are sometimes or something. I try. You know, I'm 72 <laughs> now. As of the last time we talked, I was only 71. But now oh. I'm 72. So yeah. you never know. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well enjoy mm -hmm. it. So One so year, my, uh, my shirt sported the uh, logo from a friend's uh, a website that said, party while you can. That's an that's her uh, email address, ah. and uh, uh, I put that on my shirt, and it's absolutely true. You got to yeah. party while you can. No, well, you live it. <laughs> you don't just say it; you live it. Um, so, you leave Iowa City, and then you pick up some gigs in route south. Yeah, yeah I built myself up to eight or nine jobs uh, on the way up and on the way back. Wow, I'm doing eight on the way up this year. Might have a ninth. I'm not sure. And I, uh, yeah, that's, you know, it's, you don't just go out and do it. You got to schedule it all and you know, sure. get, get uh, the weekends figured out and where you're going to be. And, and, uh, so it's worked out good. I mean, that's another nice thing about doing the single is that I can uh, pull up to a bar and they'll let me plug in and, uh, and I'll play and just hang out for a day or so. And all the people are real nice that, you know, hire me, you know, uh, we have a good time, uh, and then I, I worked my way back to Florida, you know, RV camp on the way back. And Well, and, you know, uh, the, uh, another nice thing is you, you pull your motorcycle behind the RV, right? So you you can get yeah, out and a, about easier. Got a trailer, so I've got some uh, transportation without having to drive the motor home yeah. around. And uh, I've got my fishing gear and I've got my kayak and uh, all the other stuff. You know, you need these things. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> when you're I enjoying life. <laughs> well, okay. You, that brings you back down to Sarasota. What, what's it like down there? What are you doing in, in Sarasota most of your time? Uh, I'm working, uh, you know, as much as I want to these days, you know, uh -huh. being my age. And, and I finally got uh, ahead of my bills and stuff. So 
uh, I'm working about uh, three or four days a week down here right. in, in Wisconsin. It's such a big summer season and it's short. I wind up doing um, uh, six and seven shows a week up wow. there. I do doubles and stuff wow. like that. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's always nice to see the people coming out. Yeah. I'm really glad they still do. Yeah. I got a question for you. You know, I, my friends are all retirement age like me. And, uh, you know, they, they they have no job anymore. Kids are out of the house. No reason they have to stay in their current home. So they're kind of looking possibly for a place to spend the rest of their lives to move. Or at least maybe be snowbirds, you know, find a place to live a few months sure. out of the year. Or just a place to take a long vacation. You, you've traveled a lot. Do you have any recommendations for people looking for another spot to, to live at least part of the year? Uh, the exploration of our country is a great thing. You get out there and you meet all kinds of nice people. Uh, I, you know, you see things on the news, but I take that with kind of a box of salt. And I go out and I, I meet people and look around and see what uh, see what our country's like. My dad told me to uh, you know see the United States before you go traveling around the world. Yeah, and uh, my kids have pretty much done that. And uh, I, I've been I've done a lot of traveling. I did a motorcycle trip across uh, the country. I went from uh, Manaqua to Chicago, turned right on Route 66, went all the way to L.A. Wow. And then I, I rode back from L.A. Uh, down the southern United States to uh, back to Sarasota, which was a lot of fun. And wow. uh, great memories. You know, it's, it's you build memories when you're out there meeting people and, you know, finding out what the country is really all about, what it's like, you know, the so problems you, people have and how they get along. So what you're saying, instead of picking a place, they should go out and look for themselves and, and take some short vacations to different areas and... Right, you can read things about different places, but they might not right. be all that accurate. You know, there are, right. some people polish it up, and and some places are are uh, nicer than they say. You know, you never know. Sure, so you got to go out and meet people and see what's going on in right. their areas. You know? Yeah, I would like to offer a suggestion here. If you take Marvin's advice and get out and see the country, uh, you should map your trip so that you cross paths with uh, one of Marvin's shows. You can find his calendar on his website. That's themarvins.biz, T-H-E-M-A-R-V-I-N-S dot biz, B-I-Z. Uh, now, if your trip takes you close to Manaqua, Wisconsin, in warm weather, or close to Sarasota, Florida, in the cold weather, he'll be easy to find. Uh, if you live somewhere in between those spots, uh, just check his calendar on his website and you know, catch him on the way through. Marvin also has a couple of Facebook pages uh, you can check if you're interested. One you can find by searching on The Marvin, and the other search for Marvin Stolp. That's M-A-R-V-I-N, and the last name is Stolp, S-T-O-L-P. And I advertise on the two Facebook pages a lot, and the calendar itself is on uh, um, themarvins.biz. Okay, and I'm I'm going to update that soon because the summer's coming up. And you got a lot of shows uh, scheduled. Yeah, I'm I'm working uh, probably doing six and seven shows a week when I get up there this wow. summer. Wow, wow! So they shouldn't have any trouble so, if they get in the area. To get, all you have to do is get to Manaqua. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> okay. It's a beautiful place. It's an island city, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's uh, like being in heaven. And as far as I've heard. Never been to heaven. And if heaven's not just like this, I'm coming right back. <laughs> yeah, great. Joni Mitchell quote. Um, and then uh, Sarasota, same thing. It's a beautiful place. We were just out on my friend's boat yesterday looking at uh, dolphins and, oh, wow. and uh, watch the sunset and all that stuff. So Wait. it's not bad. That's you, you are an old person having fun. 
<laughs> so, yeah. so you're perfect for this podcast. I, I really appreciate you uh, taking your time to do the interview. Uh, oh, my pleasure. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, yeah. in, involving me in this thing. Oh, yeah. Your main reason I'm doing this, just so I had an excuse to put this out there. So anyway, thanks a lot, Marvin. And we'll see I'll you at the show. in about a month. Yeah, for sure.